Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. The Screen Guild play tonight, The Major and the Minor. The starring players... This is Warner Baxter. This is Ruth Warwick. And this is Diana Lynn. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players and the Major and the Minor... Adapted for radio from the Paramount picture of that name by Edward Carpenter and Fanny Schubert. It stars Warner Baxter as Major Kirby, Ruth Warwick as Sue Applegate, the minor, and Diana Lynn of the original motion picture cast as Lucy Hill. When Susan Applegate graduated from the Happy Scalp Hair Treatment School and became a professional happy scalper, she thought her troubles were over. But on her first business call, Susan learned they were only beginning. And they began with a corny wolf named Osborne. Uh, What did you say your name was, Miss? Applegate. Susan Applegate. Well, Miss Applegate, (laughs) my wife won't be back for several hours. So why not swip out of your wet coat and into a dry martini? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm here to give you a scalp treatment, and that's all. Oh, don't be like that, Miss Applebottom. Applegate? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You see, Miss Applegate, I'm I'm a fairly lonely man. Mm -hmm. My only son far away at military school. Oh, come on, loosen up, Miss Applegate. Look, first we're going to have a little Twinkie Poo, then we're going to have a little Bitey Poo, and then a little Wumba Poo. Mr. Osborne, you are going to have a Scalp Massagey Poo. Oh, now look here, Miss Applegate. I don't know how much influence I have with Happy Scalp, but I've been there very good quiet for some years, and I've never been treated this way before. If I report your attitude never to Never the... mind. I quit, and right now. I'm going back to Stevenson, Iowa. I still got the 2750 it takes to get home, and I'm going. So Susan took her 2750 and rushed down to the Grand Central Station only to learn that her 2750 wouldn't take her to Stevenson, Iowa. The fare had been raised to 3250. At first, Susan thought she'd take a bus, but the bus lines were on strike. Then Susan had a brilliant idea. She had posed as a child and buy a half fare ticket. Hurrying into the restroom, Susan donned a pair of bobby socks, shortened her dress, twisted her hat into an adolescent model, and then sauntered back to the ticket window and bought a half fare ticket to Stevenson, Iowa, and boarded the train. When the conductor refused to believe that Susan was 12 and tried to put her off the train, she ran away from him and hid in the first handy compartment. 
Oh, brother. Hello. Hello there. Uh-oh. Uh, I mean... Oh, hello. Oh, what's wrong, little girl? You lost? Oh, no, don't worry. I'll go as soon as I get my breath. Oh, there's no hurry. Uh, are you in the right car? This is car 64, drawing room G. Where do you belong? Back in Iowa, if I can get there. Uh, I mean, 78 North Elm Street, Stevenson, Iowa. Oh, you have... You have a very peculiar voice, little girl. Have I, mister? Yes, sometimes it sounds very childish, and then, uh, well, other times it's quite mature. Well, I guess it's changing. Well, I thought only little boys' voices changed. Huh? Oh. Oh, so that's what Mother meant when she said I should have been a boy. Well, uh, where is your mother? In Stevenson, Iowa. Well, where's your ticket? The big bad man took it. Oh, the conductor. Well, we'll ring for the conductor and find out where you belong. Oh, I know where I belong. In the day coach. <laughs> Only I don't want to be sitting up all night in the day coach. It makes me feel sicky right oh, yes. here. Yes, maybe if I held your head. Oh, no, thank you. I... It's just when I sit up or stand down. Well, 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 lie down, child, quickly now. Well, thank you, but this is your bed. Oh, that's all right. There's a nupper, and I'll, I'll ring for the porter to make it up. Oh, no, no. Well, why not? Well, because uh, uh, he'll tell the conductor, and I'm afraid of the conductor. But why, child? Because he's got long yellow teeth and little bits of eyes and hands like a spider with black hair on him. Well, here. Here, now, you, you'd better have a drink of water. Oh, thank you. Uh, what's your name? Susan. Uh, they call me Susu. <laughs> All right, Susu. I'll make up the other berth myself, so so don't worry about the porter. Maybe I better go back to the day coach. Why? Well, you're awfully kind, but after all, you are a strange man. My mama done told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Kirby, Major Philip Kirby. Like Major Bowles? <laughs> Just about, yes. Well, I'm assigned as an instructor to a military institute, teaching the young idea to shoot. Pleased to meet you. Now, that's all cleared up now. It's just like traveling with your uncle. After all, I, I'm old enough to be your father. That's what you think. What? I mean, uh, well, my father is awful old, Major. Well, uh, well, now, Susu, don't call me Major. Call me Uncle Philip. Uh, have you got a nightie with you? Yes, Uncle Philip. Well, uh, suppose you uh, go in there and get changed. Do you? Really think I should, Uncle Philip? Why, certainly, certainly. And, and just sing out if you have any trouble with your buttons. I haven't... I haven't had any button trouble for a long, long time. Well, 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 what are you waiting for? Anything wrong? How do you feel, Susu? So-so. Good morning, Susu. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Uncle Philip. Say, why do you keep staring in the mirror and rolling your eyes around like that? Oh, I've got a bum eye. I give it a workout every morning. Uh, I sort of wondered what was wrong with your eyes. Uh, you did? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, I didn't think it was noticeable. Well, anyway, it wouldn't disable me as far as regulations are concerned. I'm trying to get transferred from military institute to active service. Just spent a week in Washington trying to arrange it. Oh, Say, is the train standing in a station? No, no, we're, we're being held up by a little water over a bridge. No cause for alarm. Now. Oh, of course not, but I'm kind of glad. Yes, we may be stuck here now for quite a while. That's what I mean. Uh, now you won't get off so soon. Uh, 
So, so. You're a very sweet child. Uh, what would you like for breakfast? I'll go out and get it, and I'll bring it back. Oh, just get me some coffee. Well, they wouldn't let you have coffee. Oh, well, uh, just a few drops in a great big glass of milk, but I call it coffee. Well, well, I'll get you what I think a growing child should have. Now, after breakfast, we can play cards or, or checkers or something. I'd rather talk, kind of explain something. What? Oh, maybe I better get dressed first. I, I got some grown-up clothes. Susu, you're a very peculiar child. You bet I am. <laughs> well, uh, you go get my breakfast, and I'll have a surprise for you when you come back. Uh, a big surprise or a little surprise? A big surprise. In fact, you might even call it a grown-up surprise. <laughs> You can't get him up. You can't get him up in the morning. Philip, guess who came to rescue you from your stall train? What? Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I beg your pardon. I must be in the wrong drawing room. Oh, that's all right. I was just brushing my hair. Well, forgive me. On second thought, you needn't. Matter? Something wrong? Oh, no. Nothing. Not a thing. Except that officer's tunic. That... That suitcase with the initials P.K., that's all. Shh, please, not so loud. The conductor's not supposed to know. No, I imagine. Am I? Hi. Hello, Pamela. Well, how'd you get on this train? I was worried about you, Philip, darling. So I drove 27 miles through murderous weather over suicidal roads to find out how my poor, lonely Philip occupied himself on his trip home. Well, as a matter of fact, I had a very pleasant trip. I, I picked up a little girl. You admit I... it. Philip Kirby. How you can flaunt that woman. Woman, Pamela. Are you referring to Susu? I don't know what her name is, but I'm referring to that woman in your compartment. Why, Pamela, she's just a child. Why, I I might be her father. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> now, if you'll just get out of my way, Major Kirby. But, Pamela, this is insane. This is utterly... Yes, utterly, utterly. Now, will you get out of my way? No, not until you get some sense. <laughs> Ouch! Oh. Come back here. Come back and fight it like a man, you hit-and-run Amazon. Uncle Philip. Yes, Susu. Is anything wrong? Uh, no, Susu. Everything's just lovely. Oh, good. For a minute, I was afraid. That, well, uh, there was someone here to see Uncle Philip, a grown-up woman. Yes, someone. I, I know. Did she find you? Yes, Susu, and I have the nosebleed to prove it. Act One of The Major and the Minor, starring Diana Lynn, Ruth Warwick, and Warner Baxter. Before we hear Act Two, a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. I was a guest at a luncheon the other day, and I found myself seated next to a woman who was doing two different war jobs and keeping house as well. That's a busy schedule, I said. How do you find time to keep yourself looking so lovely? It will probably surprise you, she said, but I'm taking better care of myself now than when I had a lot of spare time. I have to. My skin gets so much dirtier now, and for a while it was beginning to get dry and rough from being outdoors so much. And because it worried me, I asked some of my friends what they were doing for their skin. And I found that many of the girls with the loveliest skins were using Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. So that's what I began to use, she told me. And don't you think my skin looks nice? Well, looking at her smooth, clear skin, you couldn't help but agree she was living proof that Lady Esther Four-Purpose Face Cream can do wonderful things for a girl's skin, even under the most trying conditions. 
You see, Lady Esther face cream acts four ways at once to freshen and beautify the skin. First, it thoroughly cleans the skin, removes all the grease and grime from the tiny pore openings. Second, it softens the skin, relieves the dryness that may cause little lines. Third, it helps nature refine the pores. And fourth, it leaves a perfect non-sticky base for powder. Just imagine one cream that does all these four important things for your skin. The very first time you try it, you'll see why more and more busy, lovely women every day are changing to Lady Esther four-purpose face cream for the complete care of their skin. curtain rises on the second act of The Major and the Minor, starring Warner Baxter as Major Philip Kirby, Ruth Warwick as Susan Applegate, and Diana Lynn as Lucy. After Major Kirby's fiancée, Pamela Hill, had discovered Susan in the Major's train compartment, Susan had to accompany the Major to the military institute where he served as instructor. The idea being to prove to Pamela and her father, Colonel Hill, who was the Major's commanding officer, that Susan was not a young woman, but simply a 12-year-old girl whom the Major had befriended. And the idea worked. Dressed as an adolescent, and overworking her childish voice and attitude, Susan fooled every adult at the Institute into believing she was a 12-year-old. But she didn't fool Pamela's little sister, Lucy. You see, Lucy was really 12 years old. And when she and Susan were alone in her room... Hello, Lucy. Hello, you. My, you have such a pretty room. Look at the goldfishes. Look at the floppy wuffy tail. Oh, and there's a little one with sticky his Daddy wants his din-din. Stop the baby talk, will you? You're not 12 just because you're acting like six. How old are you, anyway? 20? 25? Why, Lucy, what a thing to say. Is it? Maybe you can bluff the grown-ups. You can't bluff me. Whatever are you talking about, Lucy Hill? I opened your suitcase. Those clothes don't belong to a 12-year-old. Oh, okay. I give up. No, at least I won't have to play baby snooks any longer. Not with me, you won't. Lucy! We're in here, Pamela. Oh, please don't give me away just yet. Well, how are you children getting on together? We understand each other. Good. Hurry down when you're changed. All of the cadets are anxiously waiting for Susu. Oh, they are? Well, uh, well, 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 in that case, she better wear one of my dresses. What? Well, Susu had a fountain pen in her suitcase, and it leaked ink all over everything. It wouldn't be right for her to be dating a bunch of 15-year-olds in her clothes. Lucy's right, Miss Hill. Well, I don't care what you wear. Just hurry down, please. Oh, gee, thanks a lot, Lucy. I can explain all this very simply. I... Well, I didn't have the money to buy a full ticket home, so I had to ride half fare. So that's the reason for the disguise? Mm-hmm. I never dreamed it would all turn out like this. Well, the Major doesn't know. Believe me. I believe you. You know, I still don't understand why you didn't give me away to your sister. Because she's a stinker. Huh? <laughs> well, you ought to know. I do. Have a smoke, hmm? Well, thanks. How about you? No. Adolescence makes you nervous enough without smoking. <laughs> Next thing I know, you'll be offering me a highball. Oh, I have some alcohol, but I'm keeping a dead snake in it. 
mistake. Are all kids, are, I mean, your age like you, Lucy? Uh, you mean I'm a freak? A lovely one. And gee, it was swell of you to cover up for me, but, well, I think it's time for me to sneak out through a back door and beat it. I wish I could go myself. Anything to get away from my sister. She's awfully pretty. Oh, the way she went after Major Kirby, it was awful to watch. Hey, are you in love with the Major, Lucy? I'm not in love with anybody, but if I were going to bother with that nonsense, I would be. To think he should have fallen for a woman as sneaky, as shallow, as selfish. Oh, but I heard her say she's willing to go anywhere with him. Iceland, Trinidad, anywhere. Bah! I suppose that's why she moved heaven and earth to make sure he didn't get a transfer to active service. Finagling around behind his back. That's Pamela for you. Hey, you're kind of a conclusion jumper, aren't you? Pamela's picked out the husband she wants, and she wants him right here in Indiana. And she'll keep him here. Now, listen. Maybe Philip Kirby's got a bum eye, but he's not stone blind. My dear child, love is a very astigmatic condition. <laughs> See, I, I, I wish I had a powerful friend in the War Department. So do I. I knew a Washington senator once. He played third base. Well, maybe we'll think of something. Right now, we have to get you ready for the date with the Cadet Corps. Huh? Me date the Cadet Corps? Certainly. They'll swarm around you like a bunch of moths around a light bulb. And remember, when you're dealing with embryonic generals, the best defense is a good offense. Did you send for me, Uncle Philip? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, Susu. Uh, how do you like it here? Oh, it's awfully gay. Little boys chasing me all over the place. Yes. Yes, I've noticed that, Susu. In fact, uh, that's why I sent for you. You mean you want to chase me? Uh, no. No. Sit down, Susu. Uh, tell me now. Uh, did your mother mother ever take up the subject of... Uh, no. Uh, I, I mean, uh, as far as preparing you for... Uh, well, did uh, did anybody in your family ever? Uh... No, 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 no. You see, Susu, when a girl—that is, I should say, when well, when boys reach a certain age, uh, or what I mean is, have you ever watched moths? Not lately. Well, you know that when you turn on a light on the porch, the way they come from all sides, a lot of them, and they. They bang their heads against it and bump their wings. And... We have screens on our porch. Yes, that's, that's, that's what I'm driving at. You see, a light attracts moths, mysteriously. Nobody knows why. It, well, it just does. All you can do is put up screens or dim down the light. You can always go inside. Don't throw me off, Susu, please. What I mean to say is, you wouldn't want to be a light bulb, would you? With a swarm of moths flapping at you and breaking... Breaking their necks and pestering you? Mother told me that once when Dad was lit up... Now, he... Suzu... <laughs> a girl is sometimes like a light bulb, as far as boys are concerned. Now, that is, if she's pretty, like you. And with 300 little moths at this school, well, well, they're all attracted. When Mother talks like this, it's always bees. Moths, birds, bees, flowers, what's the difference? Mother never did make it very clear... You know, Susu, when I look at you with just my bum eye, you look almost grown up. Like something on a Sunday supplement with, with colors all run together, a, a little blurry, not a child anymore. Keep looking that way. Very lovely. Like a reflection in the water with the wind blowing. Susu, someday soon you're going to be a knockout. 
I'll try to be a well-behaved light bulb, Uncle Philip. Hello, Lucy. Hello. That's the doggondest uncle I ever met. Hmm? Nothing. Only now I know why you say adolescence makes you nervous. Oh. Say, what are you doing? Reading a letter Pamela gave me to mail. It had the stickiest glue. Took me ten minutes to open it. Hey. Hey, that's a federal offense, babe. It's too late now. And the letter proves she's the stinker I always said she was. Yeah? How? It's to a friend of hers who's married to an army big shot. Little Pamela just asked her friend to see that her husband turns down Philip's request for a transfer to active service. Well, that does sort of prove your point. Anyway, I can burn this letter. Yeah, but that won't help Philip much. Say, I've got an idea. Why don't I call Pamela's friend and pretend that I'm Pamela? And ask her to help Philip get his transfer? Right. Oh, I always knew you'd help. I didn't, but uh, where's the nearest phone that's safe? Down at the drugstore. I'm practically there. Uh Yes? Cadet Osborne reporting to Miss Applegate. Better dim your light. Here comes another moth. Hello, Susu. Cadet Osborne, how thoughtful of you to call again. My old man dropped down from New York for a visit, and I'd like him to meet you. He's over talking to the commandant now, but I'll convoy over to the drugstore to hoist a soda or two, and he'll see us there. If you said drugstore, come on. Well, son, where's the charming young waiter you wanted me to meet? She's in the telephone booth there, Pop, making a long-distance call to someone in Washington. She's certainly been in there a long time. Oh, my, but it was hot in there. Here she is, Pop. This is Susu Applegate. Susu, this is Pop. Hiya, uh, Susu? Haven't I seen you somewhere before, little girl? Oh, cut it out, Pop. At your age. <laughs> Are you trying to muscle in? I'm sure you must be mistaken, Mr. Osborne. Well, perhaps, but there's a definite resemblance to someone. I just can't think of who. Pop, look. Here comes Major Kirby and Miss Hill. The Major found Susu on a train, and she's staying with Miss Hill. And you haven't ever seen her before because she lives in Iowa. Well, good evening. Good evening, Mr. Osborne. It's a pleasure to have you down here for a visit again. How are the children behaving, Mr. Osborne? Oh, very well, I think. But as I was just saying, Susu here bears the most striking resemblance to somebody... We were just going to take a walk around the campus, weren't we, Anthony? Huh? Very well. If you say so, Susu. Well, uh, goodbye, everybody. The nice boy. Has a little trouble with his L's. Hill. Miss Hill, is that girl really your guest? Well, yes, of course. Well, I sort of uh, found her on a train. Well, I asked because for a moment I had a crazy idea. I thought she was a little bit of fluff, uh, <laughs> if you pardon the expression, <laughs> a little bit of fluff from a scalp massage place in New York by the name of Susan Applegate. I was pretty sure that... Uh, Susan Applegate? But didn't my son just say that that girl? Major Kirby, name... Major Kirby, there's a long distance call just came in from Washington for you. Call operator 203. 
78 Elm Street, Stevenson, Iowa? Yes. Uh, does, uh, does little Miss Susu Applegate live here? Why, yes, but she's not here now. She's at school. Oh, I see, at school. Then uh, you must be your older sister. The resemblance is striking. Well, yes, as a matter of fact, I am her older sister. Well, remarkable. She told me that she had no brothers or sisters. Oh. I'm Major Philip Kirby. Oh, oh, yes, Major Kirby. Uh, Susan, uh, Susu's talked about you. Yes, well, I have a message for her. A girlfriend of Susu's, a, a girl named Lucy, asked me to tell her that her phone call to Washington was very effective. It was? Oh, yes. The major has been transferred to active service, and uh, he did not marry Lucy's sister. Didn't marry Pamela? No. Miss Applegate? Yes. Something crazy has popped into my mind. After all, this is a state of emergency. The president declared it was. Well, Miss Applegate, my train leaves in 39 minutes. Now, I don't know anything about the laws here in Iowa, but the train that passes through Nevada, uh, you can get married in Nevada in five minutes. Are you proposing to me, Major Kirby? I think we owe it to Susu. After all, I was her uncle by proxy. If I marry her sister, I'll be her uncle, in fact. Well, Major, I... Of course, of course, if it would make Susu unhappy. Oh, no, 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 that is... Uh, well, I think Susu would be very happy and proud to be Mrs. Philip Kirby. Well, thank you, Miss Applegate, but uh, I really don't believe that I could wait for Susu to grow up. Well, how long can you wait? Only until train time, a half an hour. Gosh, that doesn't give a girl much time to make the leap from childhood, does it? No, but I think Susu could do it. Well, don't pluck now, Uncle Philip. But Susu did it. Thank you, Diana Lynn, Warner Baxter, and Ruth Warwick for bringing us the delightful story of the Major and the Minor this evening. The Lady Esther Screen Guild Players' honor roll of guest stars gratefully adds your names. We're honored to be here, Mr. Bradley. You see, we know that the benefits from these radio programs go to support the county house and clinic and the Motion Picture Relief Fund, a charitable activity that is most important in our industry. Now, friends, before we tell you about next week's program, which is a real surprise, I'd like you to hear a word from one of America's best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Warwick. Ladies, how long has it been since you met someone who said, Hello there, how wonderful you're looking. Your appearance depends so much on the condition of your skin. I mean, if your skin looks a little neglected, if it seems to have lost some of its fresh young sparkle, people may think you're looking tired, even a little older. And it may only be your method of skin care that's to blame. Now, you don't need a lot of different kinds of beauty preparations to have a fresh, lovely skin. More lovely women all over the country use just one cream, Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. And I wish you could read some of the letters they write me. So many of them say Lady Esther Face Cream helps make their skin look younger, fresher than it's looked in years. They say they love the way it pokes up their skin, gets rid of that drab, tired look. You'll be thrilled, too, the first time you use Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. It thoroughly cleans your skin. It softens your skin. It helps nature refine the pores. 
and it leaves a perfect non-sticky base for powder. Just try Lady Esther for Purpose Face Cream and see how soon people start saying, My, how wonderful you look. Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present a real surprise radio program. It's one of the finest musical pictures ever made, Birth of the Blues. It will star Johnny Mercer, Jenny Sims, and Bing Crosby. Be sure to listen. Warner Baxter will soon be seen in Lady in the Dark. Diana Lynn can soon be seen in The Miracle of Morgan's Creek. Both are Paramount Productions. Ruth Warwick can soon be seen in the RKO production, The Iron Major. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. To help your government save tin, buy the larger size of Lady Esther face cream. And at the same time, you will save yourself money to invest in war bonds and stamps. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther, saying thank you and good night. Columbia Broadcasting System.